Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hi, villains, and welcome to For the Love of Pomegranate podcast with no real game to talk about. But myself and Paddy are back to, to chat about an awful lot that's gone on this week. Paddy, how are you doing? I'm not too bad, Neil. Missing, missing football, obviously, but, you know, it's, it's not without reason that we don't have any. But uh, other than that, I'm good. Yourself? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, did you watch Wolves and uh, West Brom today? Uh God. Big Sam got one over God, on Nuno. No, <laughs> yeah, I tend to, I, I've, I've got kind of a system. You, you can't watch them all. So I tend to try and watch who we've got coming up in the near future. Mm. So the thoughts of sitting and watching uh, a Big Sam team doesn't exactly appeal to me, but <laughs> he ground out the result and I'm sure he's very happy tonight. Uh, I watched a bit of snooker actually instead of watching some soccer recently because uh, I just really want like I don't think any other team has the attacking intent and the uh, and the flair that that Villa do. But hell, I'm a fucking homer, and that is absolutely what it is. I I just really enjoy watching Villa this year, and uh, I'm not really too interested in any other teams. So <laughs> I watched John Higgins and and uh, Ronnie O'Sullivan last night in the snooker, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, so, and I know you're not a massive snooker fan, uh, so, the, so I don't. I didn't expect you I was, to. Watch I was it. a very big snooker fan back in the day. <laughs> what was it? it? Must be darts. So it's darts that you didn't get into. That's what darts it was. Darts don't like. No, that's <laughs> what it was. But there's been a lot happening. I suppose really, there's been a lot happening down uh, uh, in in and around uh, the Villa fraternity or whatever way you want to call it, I think. So uh, over the last couple of uh, last couple of days, um, 
I suppose we better start off. We've had a couple of anniversaries, Paddy. Uh, late Graham Taylor and late Sir Regis um, have had their anniversaries recently. Um, do you want to talk a small bit about those? As I say, like Graham Taylor would have been at the very, very start of my fandom of, of Aston Villa. Um, his tenure would probably would have been, the end of his tenure would have been the start of my fandom uh, in, in, with Aston Villa. And, and with Cyril Regis, I didn't see him play an awful lot with Aston Villa. But do you have any real memories of, uh, of, Cyril, uh, of Cyril Regis playing for Villa? Yeah, well, I remember the, the, first, the first day I went to Villa Park when, you know, told the story before when Steve Staunton got us into the players' lounge, myself and my dad, and Cyril Regis just really struck me as a really good guy. And as as time went on, and you know, since his passing, and you, you talk, I talked to friends who would have known him quite well. He's just really highly thought of, and you know, mm. um, the the stuff that he did for for black players in the UK. You know, he was he was a real trailblazer in. in yeah, so, um, you know, there are two, two like, I suppose Graham Taylor be largely remembered fondly for his first time in charge with us and uh, and how he rebuilt us up again. But, um, you know, great memories of both of them. They're obviously stalwarts of the club and it's sad that they, you know, they, they, their memory very fondly this week to... to uh, with, with all of those that remember, I suppose there's a whole generation now coming through that wouldn't have any memories of, of either of them. Mm. So, uh, you know, it's um, it's great to have experienced Sil Regis play. He was a fantastic footballer. He really was a real old-fashioned centre-forward, um, a joy to watch and, you know, always gave 110%. Yeah, the, the only, like, as I say, very tail end of my uh, of his career was when I started following Villa. So I didn't really see him uh, with Villa that much. Um, I do have a slight connection with Cyril Regis. Um, my cousin plays professionally in the in the UK and uh, Cyril Regis was his uh, his agent and was actually his agent. Uh, I, I'm almost certain was his agent at the time of his passing as well. So, um, yeah, so there was, a, you know, the, I suppose... My my cousin would have known him very very well and would have uh, trusted yeah. him and appreciated him and and, and so on. So uh, that's really my uh, my big tie to Sir Regis. As I say, I didn't see him play that much as a player, but um, uh, overwhelming overwhelming outpouring for the man and for Graham Taylor. God, like I, I've barely said anything about Graham Taylor at all. Um, man, basically put for a put Villa right up at the top of the top, top of the tree again, you know and. Uh, yeah, two two big names, two big, uh, two big auras around. I think around both both people. I think yeah, and, and sadly missed, sadly missed. Absolutely. But um, yeah, as I say, there's been there's been a lot going on down around for that. Uh, I think COVID, <laughs> that thing, you know, that thing that seems to be still think, hanging around yes. and won't fuck off. Not going uh, anywhere, is it? <laughs> No, it just isn't, <laughs> unfortunately. Not any, anyway, it's not going anywhere quick, quickly enough for me anyway at this stage, but um, had a bit of an impact. Uh, last podcast we did, it was just literally breaking as we were finishing up the podcast that there was a COVID outbreak amongst the players. Um, we did yeah. the, the, obviously we did the, uh, the Liverpool game in between that, but um, we seem to be coming out the other side of the COVID impact. Uh some teams, obviously, Jose isn't exactly too enamoured with us getting some games uh, postponed. And you you see the odds, uh, I won't say the odds, you see 
a lot of social media kind of um, conversation around the fact that we're getting preferential treatment, Paddy. Did you ever think you'd hear the day that Aston Villa were getting preferential treatment over COVID-19 precautions? Yeah, and not not one person uh, recalls the fact that we uh, automatically said straight away to Newcastle, you, you, we've no problem postponing the game. You know, that's the way it works here. We're in the middle of a pandemic. If anybody thinks we're getting preferential treatment, they need their head examined. And I'm not even going to get started on Jose because Jose, <laughs> when his team aren't doing well, will just spend the time deflecting onto someone else. And we know mm. only too well what he's capable of. Yeah, The man's a bully. He's always been a bully. And if he doesn't get his way, he throws his uh, dummy out of the pram. So I've absolutely no time for him whatsoever. Mm, yeah, it's sooner, uh, sooner the better. These big clubs see through him because he's uh, he's 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 not good for the game. I, I don't think his attitude is good for the game. Is he, he absolutely stinks? So uh, I won't sit on the fence with that one. I know, I know. There, there always <laughs> needs to be a pantomime villain, a villain, should I say? And uh, he definitely plays up to it. But look, he got his uh, he got his cough softened. I think uh, that's actually a horrible analogy. I'm so sorry. I actually didn't mean to use that analogy in in, in that aspect. But uh, he was his tail was put between his legs. I think is probably a better way of saying it. And um, when Fulham went out and got that one all draw for draw against him and. Um, you know that I'm supposed. I, I presume that didn't put him in a in a good uh, in a good mindset. Um, you know, afterwards, and he probably hates us even more, uh, which uh, is his 100% inalienable right to do so. Well, it was a lot, a lot of rubbish. You know, they, they had a they had a game Sunday night, and they found out Monday morning that the Villa game was off. By that stage, you wouldn't have worked on any other game anyway, so it was all no. a load of crap. Which is Plus, the usual uh, yeah. with, with Jose, you know, it's it's just deflecting. That's all it is, you know. Yeah, it's. it's I don't it's, know what more he can say about him. Like the, the, everyone that's outside his club knows what he's like. You know, you, you wouldn't be telling a sports fan, you know, they they can they can see what he's what he's doing wrong. But we've seen it over the years with the clubs. He's it's just all about deflecting from the fact that he's had a bad result and an inexcusable result. And if he's telling me he was concentrating on Villa before he, he played Marine, he's not a good manager because that's not how this works. You've, you've, you've got your three days in between to go working on it. That's when you go working on playing Villa. Mm. They, they, I doubt they were even on the training pitch on Monday morning because they would have been in recovery from yeah. the, the night before. So it's absolute crap. He knows his crap. And anyone that knows anything about football knows it's crap. So, Jose, you had a shit result. Hold your hands up yeah. and say, I had a shit result and get on with it. Result. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned there the Spurs, fan won't be able, Spurs fans won't be able to see past it. Um, yeah, but look, I I can I can say 100% sincerity that if Jose Mourinho was the was the manager of Aston Villa, I would be defending him to the hilt as well. So, you know, I can see how well, fans get, get all, caught All up I can say is... I pray to God that never happens because it'll be the end of me watching them until he's gone. Because <laughs> Don't it's, say that, Paddy. There's, there's no one. Oh, I'm kill. telling you. Yeah, I, I, he's an absolute shit show and I hope he's never anywhere near my club anyway. That's for sure. Anyway. From day one, from, 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 from running down the line against Porto, Porto <laughs> against Man United. Ever, and even before that, when they played Celtic in the UEFA Cup, I have a complete dislike for him going on nearly 20 years now. So, 
Good luck to him, but stay the hell away from my club. That's all I'll say. Well, we've got our we've we've got our own moisture anyway. Dean Smith, and that brings us on nicely. I suppose we'll take a little segue, should I say, from from there because we will talk about the congestion that's coming down the line with COVID impact. But um, Dean Smith, manager in the month for for December, uh, thoroughly deserved. I don't think I need to say anything more on that. But what's your views on it, Paddy? No, absolutely deserved. We we only conceded one goal in the month. We're playing like even Jose said that they're we're the second favorite team in the Premier League. Mm. So uh, it's a we're a joy for everyone to watch. I think we're a breath of fresh air to the league. Um, on a personal note, watching him with the award in his hand, he looked very well. Obviously, we've got to worry about who has COVID and who doesn't, whether they're whether they've got symptoms or not. But he looked very well. He looked himself. So that was that was nice to see. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I just I just hope that uh, everything in their preparation is going well and they're back on the training pitch tomorrow. So, fingers crossed, everybody is able to train and every everybody's symptoms, if they have them, have passed, and that everybody's in good health. Yeah, that's that's something that uh, I think is sometimes overlooked. And you know, when you see that that people are complaining about preferential treatment and stuff like that, that it's overlooked that. It can affect athletes too, just because they're fit and they're young doesn't mean that they're not going to have lasting effects or it's not like it's not a case of, okay, you have it 10 days time, you're going to be absolutely fantastic. You're going to be top of the world again. You know, it could take them a month to six weeks to come back up to speed to the the fitness levels that they were at before. Uh, It's great to see players like Matty Cash uh, training a lot, you know, at home. I've seen a couple, a lot of of, um, Instagram posts from training. Jack on the treadmill, Douglas Louise in the treadmill. I know that Trezeguet came out and said he actually had COVID. We we didn't, we never found out who actually had it and who didn't. Um, But uh, it's safe to say the majority of them did considering there was 10 or there was 10 uh, players that had it, you know, so uh, good to see that they're up in the treadmills. They're feeling fit and healthy enough to do that. Um, and, and, you know, just because they had it, I suppose, as well, the counter argument to that is just because they had it doesn't mean they had any symptoms either. But those that did have symptoms, it made, you know, we're not expecting them to hit the ground running. And, and look, when the team is announced for on, on the 20th against uh, against City, which is what in this coming, what, Thursday, Friday? Wednesday. Uh, is it Wednesday? Wednesday? Is Wednesday the, Wednesday the 20th? It is, yeah. Um, yeah. This coming Wednesday for, for the City game, like, don't be surprised to see maybe one or two names that you might have expected to play not playing because uh, maybe they might be might be uh, experiencing more severe symptoms than others and, and just still coming around from it. Just from my knowledge of, of, of NFL, uh, a lot of the teams in the NFL, like a lot of players follow the Browns and, 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 and a lot of the players that there have had it and, and players like Miles Garrett, who's an absolute phenomenal freak of an athlete, he's still suffering with it and at times has to come out of games and which had never been the case before. You know, he's talking about yeah. his, how he gets out of breath very easily. And, and these are guys who are making short bursts a lot of the time and, and get off the field for a rest and then go back on for short bursts. Burst. So could you imagine that somebody who's, who's tasked with consistent movement for 90 minutes and having to go through, te- uh, you mm-hmm. know, 10K and, and on off sprints and stuff like that, it may affect people more than exactly. that. And, and, uh, and by, by all accounts, there's a couple of Newcastle players that it has affected in the long yeah. term that, yeah. that haven't even come back is it since they were out. With... Do you mean is it Lascelles? I, I didn't look into it too much. Yeah. yeah. But uh, you, you never know how it's going to affect you from, from at any level. So, you know, we just got to hope that everybody is okay and, and safe mm. and their families are safe. And that's the most important thing. 
for now. And uh, said the football is secondary when it comes to your health. So yeah. I wish them all a, a speedy recovery. Whoever's you know whoever's had it, we know Trezeguet has had it. Chances are those players you named that were up in treadmills, one of them may have had it, but they're they're just out the other side now, hopefully. So, um, yeah, it'll be it'll be an interesting few days. We probably won't find out everybody that had it, and, and bear in no. mind, it was four staff members, coaches, or whatever had had it as well. So, um, it's always worrying times for the club. So, um, just uh, just you know, Wednesday can come soon enough that we can all get back to some kind of semblance of reality with uh, with Villa playing. And, um, you know, I'm not going to lie, it's, it's the kind of thing you worry about no matter who gets it, you know, like we're mm. all worrying about our parents and our, you know, our, our friends and colleagues and, and everything. So when, when, when you hear, you know, the, the, for us, Villa is the, the one release that we've got from all this mayhem, Um Albeit we're gonna, we're going to be sick of looking at them. In That's the next just two what I was to say. Yeah, we've missed them. We've missed them for the last ten days, and now we're going to have fucking why is it yeah. one, two, three, six games in fourteen days, <laughs> which is, is six, pretty bad. Yeah. Bonkers, yeah. Six games in seventeen days. Well, look, sorry. it's great. It's great. It's great to be able to watch it. It's great to be able to watch it. You know, we've got some. We've got some good games in there, and good games that we can take points from. So. As I said, we've got Man City. We'll probably tell a tale during the week to where we're at fitness level or fitness wise, and uh, and and who's up to the challenge. So, um, I know we're not allowed to say it's a free hit. So I hope we go and beat Man City. But we've got Newcastle, Burnley, Southampton, West Ham that we would hope we go and definitely take yeah. points off. So then Arsenal um, on the sixth. Then Arsenal sixth of February. Then as that's well, easy yeah. to take points off them. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we're we're their bogey team at the moment. Yeah, so uh, long may that continue too. It, it's it's a packed yeah. schedule. It's a packed schedule. It's also, um, you know, there are teams that are hitting nice form. There, West Ham, Southampton, uh, obviously City and Arsenal, uh, Burnley, Newcastle. Yeah. There as well. You know, there's there's a mix of teams in there as well. Uh, it's it's look, I, I I actually think, and we haven't said it an awful lot this so far this year but we're probably coming up to a six game canyon that will will tell us a little bit more about where we're going to finish in the league you know this is this is yeah, these are six so. games now in a short space of time that could rocket us up the league we're still in touching distance of winning the league lest we forget this whole thing we are in touching distance of winning the, uh, of the top of this league but these six yeah. games could drop us back to they'll 14th very easily they're going to they're gonna def- They'll define our season without yeah. a doubt, you know. If you, if you if you're if you're not pulling points out of these games, especially the ones in between Man City and Arsenal, are the ones I, I would be targeting. Obviously, it's a different challenge playing Man City, and who knows? Maybe maybe we'll turn over Man City and lose to the likes of Burnley. Who knows? But uh, as I said, I just hope everybody is fit, healthy, and 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 able to play because like we're going to need everybody. With, with, with six games in such a short period of time, this is a squad rotation thing that's going to have to happen. We're going to pick up, there's a few on four yellow cards, isn't there? Yeah. And we've still a couple of games before the amnesty kicks in. So, you know, we're going to have to be careful and mindful of, of that. So we don't want to be without our, our I won't say better players, but our, our first choice players, you know, unless we have to. Mm. So, um yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Hopefully, we'll we'll see Ross Barkley back as well 
um, he's had enough of a rest now. It's nearly a month since he was back training just before Christmas yeah. by the yeah. time he plays Man City next week. So you got to hope that, uh, bear, well, bear in mind that he may have picked up the, the virus as well, but you got to hope that he's fit and ready and raring to go now. So we'll be, uh, it will be a completely different team with him in it. So I'm sure we'll find so. out closer to the time what the story is there. Yeah. And for a team that's as threadbare as we are at the moment, we need all those players back because six games, as I mentioned, in 17 days is going to be tough going. Um, you know, at the moment, we're ninth in the league as it stands. Uh, West Ham have just leapfrogged us uh, as the, their, their their game is nearly over now. But it's uh, they, they've leapfrogged us at the moment. We've three games on those. We've four games in hand on Wolves and we're, we're four points ahead of them. We've four games in hand. That's pretty mental. I genuinely would not, if you were to give me, if you were to give me odds of a thousand to one, I wouldn't have put that money on uh, at, at this stage that we would have four games in hand of Wolves and be four points ahead of them. Um, that's pretty, pretty mental. Crazy. You know, so we're, we're coming into a nice little canyon of games here now and, and uh, there's going to need to be squad rotation. Um, the under 23s played uh, during the week. And uh, I'm completely blanking on the result against West Brom right now. Paddy, save me. They won 2-1. They won 2-1. They <laughs> I thought I was going to say 2-0. I couldn't remember if it was 2-1 or 2-0. But um, we may need to see some rotation there. But one person we won't see was one of the goal scorers, was Henry Lansbury. Uh, we're not going to see him play for the... Well, actually, maybe he can be reg- registered again. He can be registered again now that the window is open, I think. Um, so we might see Possibly, him. Possibly, but it did. They'd have to deregister somebody to get him in. Yeah, or sell so unless, unless we sell someone, yeah. unless we sell someone by the end of the month, that may not happen. Uh, and before we start talking um, about selling and buying and so on, because I do think that we will see uh, new faces and uh, some familiar faces leave, and some some uh, you know faces that we would have uh, a lot of time for may leave. Um, and we may see new faces come in. Before we do that, that under-23 squad that played yesterday and even maybe the, the Liverpool game, do you think that gives Dean Smith maybe some food for thought with potential squad rotation over the six-game the six game spread um, that maybe he might... Maybe we might see a Kane, uh, Kane Hayden-Kessler uh, in there. Or we might see a... I'd have absolutely no problem with it. Or we might maybe see a, more Jacob Ramsey. We might see Louis Barry maybe coming off the bench from time to time. Who knows? What's, what's your views on that? Do you think that's that's a goer? Or do you think that it's just not indeed to make I think I think with the exception of um, Ramsey, as you say, has already been in there. It's probably a bit too early for these guys, and I, I don't mean that in early for them to play. I mean, like we, we spoke about where we're going to be at the end of these six games. I think that might be where, you know, if if we drop off and there's maybe a little chance of Europe, or if there's still chance of Europe, I can't see anybody coming in. But if if we're sitting in mid table. I think it's an ideal opportunity to to get guys in there and see, you know, are are they up for this or or are they just going to be, uh, uh, you know, uh, someone we ship on when they hit twenty twenty one? And you know, it's it's no harm to find out at that stage. Like obviously, we've we've great hopes for the likes of Jacob Ramsey, um, as you say, Hayden Kessler, Louis Barry. You know, I think I think there's a nucleus there of five or six that I would say we'd have no problem putting in if needed to put in but I think at the moment it will be just if they're needed and it'll be interesting Wednesday because we might need a few of them to to make up the squad 
um, if if there's a few people still struggling. But obviously, you know, they've kept everything in house, so we don't know where everybody is at. But the, the only person that told us how everyone is doing is Jorgen Klopp, who who <laughs> yeah. uh, told the media that that Dean Smith had said that everyone was doing okay and, yeah. you know, it wasn't anything serious. And we, we've got to hope that that's the case. But if there was people missing on Wednesday night, you may see some of those younger guys coming into the squad. And, and I have no problem with it. I, ju- I just wouldn't like to have to play this run of games with, with using three or four of them, even in the first team, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, the guys that you mentioned, Ramsey and Ken uh, and Ken Hayden. I'm just going to call him Ken Hayden because uh, he he puts Hayden on the back of his back of his shirt. I hope I'm not. <laughs> so, I hope I'm not. Uh, you know, disgracing his family name or anything like that. But uh, it's just, I be honest with you, I struggle to remember whether it's Hayden Kessler or Kessler Hayden every single time I say his name. So I'm just going to call him Hayden. Just takes it out of it. It's my stupidity. <laughs> Nothing to do with me dis- disrespecting his name. Um. I, I'd have no problem seeing him come in there. Uh, like I saw enough against Liverpool for me to know that if he had Mings, Kanza, and I like, cause he, he, he predominantly, he can play right or left back. So if he had Mings, Kanza, yeah. Matty Cash or Matt Target, I've seen enough. I've seen enough from him in one game. And this is, this is going to be counterproductive to what I'm going to say in a moment uh, about some players that maybe we've let, we've, we've left out, let out alone that I've seen enough from this guy. I just like the look of him. The talk about him is good. Um, that uh, I'd have no problem seeing him come in the fullback position, but we'll see. As we say, we'll see. I'd have no, I'd, have, I'd, have, I'd be less apprehensive of seeing him come into a game than I would have seen Louis Barry have to come up, come on up front. Um, much and as I love Louis Barry, and I think he can do, can do the business. Uh, I, I, I just, I prefer to wrap him in cotton wool for a small little bit, but that's me being risk averse with somebody who has the potential <laughs> to be um, somebody. Like this is just an absolute titan of of in an Aston Villa shirt. So I'm kind of more or less protecting my investment with Louis Barry. Not to say that Kane Hayden doesn't isn't an investment for the club, but I think that he'll have a bit more support and um, playing in a back four than playing in a lone striker's role up front. Um, and we know how much that can damage a, a striker. But uh, yeah, it's going to be really really interesting to see. Uh, what does happen from a squad rotation uh, aspect and I suppose really just from, from a points accumulation aspect from those six games as well. A um, couple of the 23s there that we, I'd be very actually very surprised if we saw them on the bench or if we saw them in the, in the first team would be uh, some new contract getters, professional contract signers that we've had. Uh, ben Crescene uh, signed, a, signed a, a contract as did Lamar Bogart uh, tied down to the club for... Um, indeterminate period of time because I, I haven't done I, I've left out the amount of years that they've signed for uh, here <laughs> on my on my sheet of paper but they have signed and they have signed professional contracts and hopefully they grow and move on towards the first team because I definitely saw enough in in in, in Bogart to know that at 17 years of age he seems pretty decent and Ben Crescene has uh, yeah. has played five games senior games for Exeter so you know a club that has uh, spawned the likes mm-hmm. of Eaton Ampadu uh, previously, if they're willing to give him the shirt, he must show some sort of promise as well. Absolutely, um, I think it's great. You know, there's, there's, there's a lot of a lot of good uh, good vibes coming out. You know, obviously that bit of news, uh, and then you've got you got three guys going out on loan: uh, Tarek Rice going to Walsall, yes, um, which is probably yes. the big probably the biggest of the moves, and then um, the two guys going to non-league clubs in in Callum Row going to Hereford and. Dominic Revan going to Weymouth, but they're they you know I would have preferred them to go to 
as I said to you before we came on air, I'd, I'd rather they went to football league clubs and saw what they were made of. But look, it'll, it'll make men of them. It's it's they're tough places to go and play football, and um, it's, it'll it'll really toughen them up and 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 give them some experience of what it's like to play in the rough and tumble of that as well. So uh, best to look to them, you know. I, you know, I've I've great hopes for. You know, especially Tarek Wright, because I've been following his career, obviously, because there's an Irish connection. And uh, Callum Rowe, as we saw against Liverpool, was fantastic. And Dominic Revan just looks like he's won for the future. So um, important to get them out, get them game time and, and see and see how they hold up with that. And see, I'm sure the scouts will be down there on a weekly basis, seeing, what, seeing what's going on. And Dean will be getting plenty of tapes, watching how these guys are progressing. Um, another guy we must mention... Um, famous for the, the the last minute goal against Sheffield United is Andre Green who's found himself a club in Sheffield mm. Wednesday. So best of luck best of luck to him. Um you know, obviously it didn't work out for him, but you know, once a villain you always look out for them. So yeah, yeah. best of luck to him. You know, and it's a good move. Sheffield Wednesday is a good move. Um I, I'd consider him a championship player. So, you know, I think with us get being in the Premier League and saying the Premier League probably we're a step too high for him, and who knows? Maybe, maybe he'll go on and prove us wrong and, and uh, reinvent himself down there. And who knows where he'll push on to later on? Maybe so. Yeah, uh, just want to chime in and the the guys going to national league as opposed to um, as opposed to football league uh, side of things. Yeah, um, I think that there is probably an argument to be made that. It's all well and good when you've got kids coming up through the ranks. And this could be a Dean Smith thing as well. And, and I'd like to go back and see uh, Mark Harrison's philosophy on this when he was with West Brom and see what he did with the likes of um, players that have come up through there. Like, uh, I think when he had Izzy, uh, was Izzy Brown was with them at 16 and then he went, moved on to Chelsea. And, and all these players that went out, that they sent on loan from, uh, from West Brom. I could be wrong on Izzy Brown, whether Mark Harrison was there or not. Be interesting to see what he's done there. And I'm wondering, is it a case whereby they know they're good technically, they're good at the tappy-tippy piece, they're good with the ball at their yeah. feet, they're slight. Is it a case to get him, send him down there and get him, get him uh, especially like for someone like Dominic Revan, you know, he's a big, strong boy. Is it a case of, right, you're a big, massive, strong individual playing at under-23 level and you're probably more physically dominant than a lot of the players are going to play against? Let's throw you. Let's let's pop you down in in a league that's very much keep the ball in the air and be, have a strong man up top and get him to play against Weymouth, uh, play for Weymouth against some of those teams. Maybe it could be something like that. Maybe with Callum Rowe. Maybe Callum Rowe has shown the fact that he's very good technically with the ball. That slide rule pass that I'm still talking about the, for for the goal. Maybe he's shown he's really good with his feet, but maybe he's been a small bit you know, out muscled or he's just something like that. Maybe he, and, and at 23's yeah. level, you may not get the opportunity to develop in that way. But if you send them down to, mm. you know, to the lower leagues where you've got uh, semi pros, well, I suppose, I suppose the main, the, their bones. the main thing that worries with me, you know, they're, they're down Hereford and Weymouth and absolutely no disrespect to these guys, but I doubt they're full-time professionals. And that's, that's the worry from my point of view. I know Callum Rose playing for Hereford chances are, he could be still training with the academy and going down to Hereford on whatever days they're training or whatever evenings they're training yeah. or whatever. Um, but but you wouldn't be travelling up and down for, <laughs> to Weymouth. So, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know how it works out, but it, I, I was just a little bit disappointed from that point of view. It's a, it's a day in, day out, ruffle and tumble of, of, of uh, 
of being involved in a in a, a professional out, outlet, and that's that's all I was worried about. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I. I don't know. I don't know. Is the, like if they went to a struggler in League Two, um, would there be much of a difference in playing in a struggler in League Two than I would be playing a, playing in a national league team? I. I just don't know. I don't know if it's like if they came to play in the League of Ireland. Would we have been saying it was good for the development? And this is where my criticism comes in because I would imagine uh, I would be very blow. I would be very surprised if a lot of the League of Ireland teams weren't at a higher level than the national league teams in mm. uh, in uh, in the UK. So I suppose I, I just don't know. I don't know what the thought process is is behind it. But um, you know, as well when you say are they full time professionals in in, in that league? Uh, it could, you know, are you really a full-time professional if you're only 16, 17 years of age and you're going through your YTS, well, what used to be YTS and you're still learning in school and so on as well. Now, I know the two guys who've gone down are in their 20s. Yeah. Maybe that might have a, that, that might have something to do with it. The fact that maybe they're not seen. Maybe 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 they're not seen as, as part of the future for Villa. You know, we're, we're, we're presuming they were because they played against Liverpool in the Cup and they both played pretty well. But, you know, one swallow does not a summer make. You know, so it's uh, it, it could be a situation. I hope it's not. But, you know, it could, it could be a situation. I don't know. Um, yeah, well, I'd be surprised if they're not uh, being considered to be part of the, of, of the first team set up. So it'll be interesting to see how the, the next five or six months pan out for them on their travels. So best of luck to them anyway. That's the most important thing. And, and may they say, uh, stay fit and healthy and, and play plenty of games. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um couple of other lads that uh, have been mooted to move on are um, two guys that I suppose polarise fans in a lot of ways. We're very much on the Conor Horan train and uh, he's been linked with Swansea recently and apparently Swansea and Celtic are very, very interested in bringing him mm. to, to, to their clubs, which it's nice to have a bidding war. Uh, whether it's on low, loan or whether it's a, it's, it's a full-time transfer. Um, a guy I wouldn't begrudge a move whatsoever um, I, because no. uh, I do think we will be signing midfielders, midfielders, plural, I think maybe in this, in this uh, transfer window. And uh, I'd, I'd love if he stayed, but if he, if he feels he needs to go and I wouldn't blame him one bit for feeling he needs to go. Um, I think he could do a fantastic job for Swansea and he could, he could eat it up, up North in Scotland as well. And maybe even play Champions League football. Who knows? So, um, yeah, be disappointed to see him go, but uh, I don't think I don't think he owes us much more than he's given us already. If he does decide to go, no, well, you know, I, I make no apologies for the fact of saying that he, he's been a hero of mine since he came and scored some mm. really valuable goals and delivered some really valuable set pieces over the years. As you said, he he divides fans, but I think you know if you look across the board, if 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 you if he was to go, there would be an outpouring of uh, of thanks to mm-hmm. him for for what he's done. Um, you know, there's a there's a long list. You know, the the goal against Newcastle last year, the goal against Baggies in the playoff semi final. You know, you you could go on and on. Um, he he's carved out such a career for himself. It's just unfortunate that he doesn't just doesn't fit into our system. I think I think if we had a different manager or a different manager coming in, I think he probably might be tying Connor down to another contract. But who knows? Um, I think we all know at this stage that D- Dean is there for the long term, and 
for as long as Dean plays the way he is, there's just I just can't see how Connor would fit into the system, and it's unfortunate, you know. As I said, he, he's a he's a hero of mine. I get Horahan on my jersey every year, so I'll be very disappointed to see him go. So, you know, whatever happens, best to look to him, and he'll always hold a place in Villa fans' hearts. Well, most of them anyway. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Um, the other guy as well is Freddie Gilbert. Uh, some say is criminally underused. Um, I mm. float between two stools and Freddie Gilbert sometimes. Uh, attacking intent is absolutely there. His meaty challenges are fantastic. Um, but I just think Matty Cash is better. Um, and, and I don't. And look, it's not to say that Freddie Gilbert is a bad player yeah. or anything like that. I love him to stay around. Um, we spoke about Kane Hayden uh, earlier on there uh, as being potentially the the uh, usurper of. Freddie Gilbert's position within the squad, but he's been linked, uh, Fred has, with Cardiff. We seem to be doing a lot of business with Wales. Um, there comes, there's times <laughs> like that where we do, was it was it during the summer everybody we had was linked with Turkish teams? Um, it's like as if they just pick a region <laughs> and they just link all our players there. Yeah, so uh, Freddie Gilbert off to Cardiff. Well, it's, it's advanced talks on loan to Cardiff. Yeah. Um, I think he'd be absolutely sparkling down in the championship. I think he'd be unbelievable down there, and he'll probably. I think he would, and to be to be fair to him, he never he never really let us down. He had a couple oh, of no, mistakes, like they weren't costly, weren't costly mistakes. Um, I think reading between the lines, he's been told, "Look, once Matty Cash is fit, he'll play every game." Mm. Um, I don't. He, he still has another year of his contract, from if memory serves me correct. So it probably won't be going out on a. You know, I, I can't see him being sold in this window. Um, but then again, you never know if, if he's been deemed surplus to requirements. If if the right offer came in, I'm sure they wouldn't refuse. Um, we have Elmo there as a backup. And as you say, Kane Hayden Kessler is there as well. So, um, you know, we have an embarrassment of riches. Edric Conza has played there in the past. You know, mm. that there's... There's there's a whole lot of things we can do at right back. I'd I'd be more concerned at left back than than right back, obviously. But uh, yeah, um, as I said, Matty Cash is obviously his first choice, so the the, the chances for uh, Freddie to get in there are limited, and it will absolutely do him no harm to go out and 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 play play games at at, at championship level and and get some experience for himself and. I've not lost complete faith that he could do a job for us. I think I think the option will still there be be there for him. So, uh, you know, whatever he decides to go, I hope it goes well for him. And who knows what kind of player we get back in 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 the summer? Yeah, absolutely. And look, as I say, uh, most some of these guys might might be being sent out because we want to make space for not that they're they're not up to the role but maybe there's there's players that that we want to sign uh, and we've been linked with two or three players and mention any more if, if they come to mind paddy but david brooks someone who i actually was all about signing during the during the off season in the summer and uh, a short off season yeah. uh absolutely brilliant player i'm going to come back to him i think he's fantastic um uh, the guy from Reading, the kid from Reading, Alisa, uh, is up there, is, is been muted as well with an 8 million release clause, which falls well within our budget, which is, uh, for, which is pretty good for, for French under 19 with all, the amount of games he has under his under his belt. He's only 18 years of age. And uh, Josh King yeah. keeps on getting linked. Uh, 
a lot of the time in the media by people. He's not going away, is he? No, he's not going away, but he's also not putting anything in the back of the net either. So uh, I'm, I'm wondering yeah. why he's. Uh, I wonder why he's being linked. You know, it, it is, and I'm actually going to start there because I I kind of got what they were doing. Um, I kind of got what they were doing at the at, at uh, during the summer when we were being linked, but. He's not really tore it up down the championship. And yes, they've had a new manager. Uh, the Tindall is, is, is taking over the reins there. Maybe he is sulking a bit because he feels that he's at a better level. But are we still at the same place with Josh King? Would we be signing him because of his industry up front and he would be an Ali Watkins light, albeit without the goals? Yeah, he's, he's the kind of guy that, you know... Some people say Ollie Watkins chips in with a few goals here and there. He he's quite similar in that way, but Ollie Watkins does a completely different game to him and in, in, in the work rate he puts in throughout the whole game. Um I I could see I I, I honestly I can't see this happen for a number of reasons. The, the main one being Bournemouth are still you know pushing for automatic uh, promotion and they're not too far off it. Um so for that reason, they, they, I can't see them letting him go without having a, a ready-enabled replacement there for him. Um, they, they are they seem to be struggling with, with goals. Uh, Solanke isn't scoring any either, so um, it'll be it'll be interesting. But it's not it's not. Uh, I don't think it's the kind of signing we needed or need. Uh, I, I I wasn't too pushed on him in the summer. There were a lot of people crying out for him. But uh, I think we got the, I think we got the better signing and getting Ollie Watkins in in the summer. Yeah. But um, Do you think? and bear in mind that we've got we've oh, I think so. Yeah. Well, yeah. Considering Josh King has played ten games in the championship this year and hasn't hasn't scored yet. Um, yeah. But uh, like I I think what we've seen Ollie Watkins do without the ball is equally as yes, important yeah. as I said. When you're not worried about your strikers chipping in with goals because everybody else around them is chipping in with goals because of the, the hard work and everything else that he does in the in the intermediary. So it's, he's a different type of player for me. Um, he's not a direct replacement and bear in mind that we've got Wesley coming back in a few weeks. Um, striker may not be top of I know a lot of people are crying out for a striker. Um, I, I'd like to see another midfielder or possibly a left back now. I think that's, and, the longer this goes on, the less realistic that it gets because, you know, we've effectively lost two weeks here now with this COVID outbreak. Mm. Um, obviously, the manager can't meet anybody or talk to anybody or there's no uh, there's no medicals or, you know, trial games or anything going away. I know we had, his name escapes me, the goalkeeper last night was on trial Molden. for the under-23s. Louis Molden. From Bolton, yeah. No, Louis, Louis Molden for yeah, born in Bolton from Man City, England under nineteen. Man City, people, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's obviously little things like this going on in the background. So um, who knows what'll what the next? What have we got? We've about two weeks left in the transfer window now. So it's uh, I honestly can't see us doing too much. I wouldn't be surprised if we did nothing. Um, but I guess a lot will depend on what goes out in the next week or so and realistically uh, you know it's, it's going to be hard for us to shift the likes of Henry Lansbury I know he's gone the end of the month or the end of the season anyway because his contract is up um, 
you know, be more realistic to try and get a, a small fee in for the likes of Conor Horahan and uh, obviously Freddie Elton loan or whatever the case may be. So, um, yeah, it'll be a strange couple of weeks. But as I said, if, if, if nothing comes in, I'm OK. And if we make a couple of signings, I'll be happy. As, as I said, I've up, utmost uh, faith in the, in the management team there. So I'm sure they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. If we were if we were to burn money on a on a championship striker, and I, look, I know everyone's going to be screaming, going, "Of course, it's Ivan Tony." Yes, he's scored a ton of goals. I just have an awful, and I've since to, since he was a kid uh, at like how many years ago was it? No, seven. Yeah, he was about only about sixteen, and he came on for Newcastle, and he was tiny. He was only like five eight, and I'm only about five eight myself. You know, so I've got to grow off for the small fellas. Adam Armstrong at Blackburn Rovers <laughs> is a little wasp up front. Um, really good finisher of the ball uh, and just uh, just a real real handful at championship level. If we were going to go away and, and spend eight or nine million on a striker, that's who I'd be signing from the from the championship. But anyway, that's that's neither here nor there. That's just blindless speculation um from me but we have been linked as i say with uh, i do think we're going to sign people paddy uh maybe not a striker but we have been linked with david brooks and uh i'm gonna go uh, i'm just gonna go for it with david brooks i think if david brooks comes and signs for aston villa we will have an absolute star on our hands starlet on our hands should i say this guy would have been would be at United or at a top club only for the fact that he, he had a, a bad injury uh, in 2019, to late 2018, 2019. And when he had moved to Bournemouth, um, he's shown his pedigree at the, at, at the top level. He's only 23 years of age. He, he, for me, he just, he really has it all. He could probably stand to put out a small bit more meat in the bones. Um, at 23, I thought he would have had that done by now, but maybe the injuries and stuff like that have, have, have limited uh, maybe... Uh, positive weight gain I think but the guy is very very good technically he's excellent he's just a very fluid runner he can carry the ball having him on one side having Jack on the other side having him in the middle as a replacement for Ross Barkley even having the three guys uh, rotate around in, the, in in that three behind the striker would be absolutely fantastic mm-hmm. he's he's very like he's got he, he can attack from various different positions and he's brilliant at dribbling with the ball which is something that we lack when uh when, when teams double team jack although very rarely that they can do it but when ross barkley was out of the team we lacked another dribbling threat of the ball you know he's just a real real technician with it um get across the ball he's he takes takes shots from long range he's just really really good and, and the best thing I, I i like about him is that he's He's not adverse to to track back. He's he's very good defensively as well. He's just he, for me. He's just all action and at twenty three years of age, you know, having spent maybe thirteen months out of the game with it with an injury, this guy's ready to grab the bull by the horns and just just get at it for for um for a Premier League team. And I would be I'd be delighted to see him. It's going to cost the bones twenty million to sign him. Um. I'd have absolutely no problem with him in my team. None whatsoever. Because yeah. he can play in four or five different positions in that midfield. I think no matter who you sign now, if they're if they're anyway decent, you're looking at 20 million. I think that's just par mm. for the course now at this stage. Yeah. Um I'm, I'm not gonna proclaim to know an awful lot about him. Um I saw him a couple of times playing for Wales and he really impressed me. Um don't recall playing I, I don't recall watching Bournemouth at all this season. Um, mainly because there's just so many Premier League games that you can watch at the drop of a hat, so it would be down the pecking order of what I'd want to watch. So, um, 
Look, as you say, and I don't argue with it. You know, everything you say is what what I saw in those two games that he played for Wales. Um, I think the game he played against Ireland in particular, I thought he was brilliant. Um, it's, you know, it's it, it, the fact that we're talking about it, and the fact that the, the media are talking about it. There might be something to it. Um, I would much rather it be him than King, if we're going to take someone from Bournemouth. Um, I just think he has a lot in his locker, you know. He's a, he's a fantastic left foot as well. So, you know, we'll see. Um, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm going on the fence with that one, and I'd, I'd be okay with it. And if if we missed out, I wouldn't be too upset either. Mm. Um, yeah, I would be upset. I'd be upset if you went to United. <laughs> I'd be upset if you went to United or someone like that, and we were, and it turned out that we weren't actually in for him because uh, I just think. I, I think a lot of the time previously in, in transfer windows that I've been looking at names over, over function and functionality within the team. And we have a concerted effort. And we've actually spoken about, we spoke about it when the kids played against, uh, against Liverpool, that they played very, very similarly, even down to the goalkeeper kicking balls to, you know, right out to the extremities of the field and trying to win the headers, that there seems to be a concerted effort to play the game all the way down through the club. So there's an ethos here. And we're going to see players maybe signed that may not be huge names that people will go, oh, I wonder what he's going to bring to the team. And mm. that's exactly why he was signed, because of something he's going to bring to the team, not because it's something he's brought to another team, if that yeah. makes sense. So, so we might see players that are signed. And this is, I'm, I'm being probably hypocritical as well, because I just said, Josh King, he hasn't scored in the championship, but he's doing that for another team. And, uh, you know, we're going to be looking to sign players for what, what they can do for us uh, within our system as well. And, and that brings me on to the last guy that we that I mentioned as well is um, blanking on his first name. I think it's Michael Olise um, from um, Reading. And I'm feverishly here trying to type or trying to type very, very lightly so that you don't hear me <laughs> flaking the keyboard here to try and get his name. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, very, very well thought of. Not going to pretend that I know a massive amount about him other than he's 19. He's a French under 19 internationally. He's an 8 million um, release clause. But I did what every other self-respecting uh, person who thinks that they are they know anything about football did uh, when I heard his name is. I went and I watched a YouTube clip to some funky Europop for about eight minutes and I immediately made my decision on him. No, I'm only joking. I didn't. I watched about 10 of them and then I immediately made my decision <laughs> on him. Um, hard to make a decision on him because look, he's got a small sample set. But once again, I think what I like the, the overarching feeling that I got from seeing him was this guy's technically proficient. He glides over the grass. He really does. And, and this is only just from his those uh, best skills of 2019 things. So this is by no means a scouting report and Michael, uh, uh, Michael, but um, he does run very, very easily. And that's something I like to see another ball carrier, which I think this is something Dean Smith wants to get into the club um, to help Jack, Jack Grealish and to help Ross Barkley. Uh, he's uh can get to the byline, has a trick in him. He's a flair player. He's tall. Like he's 5'10 at, 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 at uh, 19 years of age. Another guy who needs to put on a small bit of weight, can play from the wing or can play from the centre. You know, I, I could definitely see him come in. Uh, I, 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 like, 
I would feel confident in being able to tell you exactly how David Brooks would play for Aston Villa. This guy, I'm not 100% sure. I haven't seen enough of him. But would I be mm. disappointed if we brought him in? For 8 million, I'd nearly, be even, I'd nearly even be saying, should we spend feckin', uh What was that lad we, we paid? Um, we bought from Reading recently as well. Defensive midfielder went up to Kilmarnock. Uh, oh, yeah. What was his name? What was his name? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, I'm, I'm having an absolute nightmare remembering names today. I usually, I'm usually pretty good, uh, <laughs> but anyway, that guy, Tishwala, and Tishwala, we spent like nearly six million on him. So yeah. if we're throwing another two million on top of it for an, for French uh, under uh, under nineteen international, I think that in this day and age that we should be able to do that. And, and I think that look, if it doesn't pan out, it doesn't pan out. But uh, we need to start thinking like a big club. And I think 8 million for a player with unbridled potential uh, that the French, uh, the, the, and look as well, the French uh, the French Federation was thinking something of him to say they're picking him up from a championship club in, in England as well, you know, to play for the under 19. So yeah. um, that's that's something to, something to look at too. But uh, yeah, it's interesting. It's all flair attacking players that were being linked to it. And uh, especially when we have a... Uh, a, de- a very defensive-minded coaching ticket with John Terry, uh, Richard Kelly, and, and Dean Smith Dean as well. Smith. It's 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 interesting. I like it. I like it. Well, I think all the all the attacking flair is coming from Craig Shakespeare as well. So, mm. look, he's he's uh, he's quite obviously the type of player that would fit our system. Um, he, he's obviously not the finished article just yet. There's a, there's a long way to go with him, but the potential is there. Um, he's one I'd be happy with I don't know an awful lot about him either um, other than a friend of mine who lives in Reading sent me the article when we were linked and, and just said hands off he's our best player I do not want to lose this guy so um, that that in itself speaks a lot you know and and they're they're knocking around the the, the higher end of the of the championship as well so um, they'll want to hold on to their prize assets but you know I think the key thing here is that they there seems to be a uh, release fee there, and once that's met, everything else is out the window. So, yeah. if we want them, go and get them. That's what I say. Absolutely, absolutely, one hundred percent. And look, we've we've I've mentioned uh, the coaching ticket there. Let's not forget um, Rob McKenzie. Uh, you know, her, I I I nearly fell off the chair when we signed him as as our head of recruitment, and I haven't spoken about him since <laughs> you know so he's going to be pulling the strings back there as well making sure that we can uh we can identify people who fit into the system and yeah once again another under the radar brilliant thing that Aston Villa did during this summer we talked about Harrison we talked about Shakespeare McKenzie as well like we've really solidified the actual machine behind uh or the, the mechanisms behind the machine should I say and and it's just going to be exciting stuff from here on in Paddy, we've waffled for nearly an hour. Uh, it's been a long time since we've done a near, done one for nearly an hour, uh, but it's been enjoyable. We haven't spoken about uh, spoken together. In Not even spoken about VAR once. Brilliant. Yeah, and we've we've only uh, we've only put someone under under. He's an absolute bollock step as well uh, once as well with with, with uh, Jose Mourinho. So it's been a it's been a pretty positive podcast. Uh, there you all go. things considered. Um, yeah, all things considered, absolutely. Guys, before we go, I want to give a little shout out to um, a guy who reached out to me. First of all, I want to give a shout out to Kieran O'Callaghan, sound man for those mugs. I had no idea what what was being dropped off at my door. That is uh, unbelievably sound to you. And uh, thanks a million for all the support uh, that you always give. 
but there's a guy on on Twitter, guys, at Apparel Goat E, and it's A P P A R E L G O A T E E. So you'll see it. It's Goat Designs. I shared it in Twitter last night. He's got a he's got some pretty cool stuff up there. If you're into like posters and stuff like that, um, he he's got some really really great designs. Uh, got chatting to him last night, and um, you know. Not affiliated with him or anything like that. I just like the cut of his jib. And uh, he's a new guy getting started getting started off out. So I said I'd give him a mention here on the podcast. There is a he does have a a 10% off code if anybody wants to wants to use it. It's TPP10. That's TPP10. And that's goat designs. You'll find him on Twitter and you'll be able to see all his stuff there. Um, as I say, just trying to help out somebody that uh that I got got, I got chatting to on Twitter in the last few days. A uh, new guy getting started out. So uh, if anybody's looking at, maybe he's got a class, uh, Dean Smith and uh, Jack Grealish poster up there. And I think he does custom designs as well. If anybody's looking for something, DM him, see what the story is. But nice guy just getting started off. So uh, I just said I'd give him a shout out as well. Good stuff. And also, thanks very much, Kieran. I really appreciate the mug. It was a nice, nice little surprise. He'd kind of given me the heads up, but hadn't said anything to, to Neil. To I, I knew I, where I they came it, from. I thought it was you. I thought it was you that sent it. And I blamed you first off. Uh, but uh, no, it wasn't. Uh, it was further afield and uh, really, really thankful for that. Um, right. So, guys, I suppose we'll be back with a Man City preview. Uh, we'll see how the players react to training on Sunday. Uh, they'll have a couple of days training. You never know. We might even have more transfer news by then. Uh, I think it's going to be hot and heavy now for the next 14 days. There hasn't really been any transfer splurge or surge within the Premier League so far. Um, I actually don't even know has there been a signing within the Premier League so far. Uh, of note, should I say, a signing mm. of note in the Premier League so far. Uh, but I'm sure that we will be back uh, as and when things break. Um, yeah, it'll be maybe about Monday, I'd say, before we get back to you guys. Maybe Tuesday would uh, be Monday when we get back to you with a preview for the City game. Um, stay safe, everybody. Uh, thanks a million for listening. And all that's left to say... Is up the villa. Up the villa. Hold the back page, everybody. Just as we were about to finish up recording this podcast, it's been reported that Morgan Sanson from Marseille is a viable target for Aston Villa. It looks like they are in negotiations for the Marseille uh, central midfielder. And uh, this could be something that is worth reporting on. As I say, it's at the moment, it is a couple of tweets coming out of France. Seem to be very, very reputable sources, obviously. Uh, there are some really, really big reputable sources um, that have, have mentioned this. But Morgan Sanson is somebody who has uh, drawn attention of a lot of Premier League teams in the last year or two years. And if I'm not mistaken, I think Aston Villa were actually linked with him. Um, some years ago, I think when he was at Montpellier as well, there was talks that Morgan Sanson was uh, was linked with Aston Villa. I couldn't be quite sure as to who was over us at that stage, uh, but I, I do have a vague memory of maybe of four to five years ago, Aston Villa being linked with him when he was much younger. 26-year-old plays usually in a 4-4 four, four, or 4-3-3, three, three, uh, has played there for Marseille. This year he has been used, uh, he has been started quite a lot, sometimes coming off the bench. He's in the last year of his contract uh, with Marseille at the moment. So, you know, maybe that might dictate his transfer fee uh, a small bit. Uh, it, it, he's actually an interesting character. I don't know a whole pile about him. Just looking at some statistical analysis of him over the years, he started off a lot more attacking, uh, playing mostly on, as a kind of a right 
uh, winger, I'm going to say, right, right-sided attacking midfielder on that side of the field. Um, over the last year or two, he seems to have progressed backwards, back the field towards more of a holding midfielder, more of a deep-lying playmaker. Um, unfortunately, as I said, that should he be signed, it may be a death knell for the type of player that uh, Connor Horan is. Uh, it's uh, he's he doesn't have the same industry as a as as a John McGinn, but he is um very much so one of those kind of traditional central midfielders. Quite good defensively, has an eye for a pass, and very very good technically. Uh, so uh, Morgan Sanson, you know, he is he he does seem like somebody who will fit into this specific um into this specific. Uh, what am I trying to say? Structure that Dean Smith has 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 brought about, uh, varying degrees of uh, <laughs> of lies or truths, should I say, with regards to his height. Uh, some places say that he's in and around six foot. Other places say he's around five ten, five nine. Uh, for me, he looks taller than five nine, five ten. He could be closer to the six foot mark, but uh, he is uh, he's somebody that's very very highly thought of. Um, he he chips in with goals every so often. He's not a prolific goal scorer. Hasn't been capped by France yet. Um, at the age of twenty six, but he has been in and around a couple of squads. I do know that. Um, he is, yeah. Look, he, he's definitely somebody to keep an eye out for. As I say, I'd be reluctant to go to go head first in like I did about David Brooks because uh, I know a bit more about David Brooks. I would need to do a lot more. Um, looking up of of Morgan Sanson, save for the fact that I. Uh, that I remember him signing him in football manager. Uh, I couldn't really give a massive, massive uh, indication about knowing an awful lot about him, but it's definitely somebody that uh, we should keep an eye on. He is very, very highly thought of um, within Premier League circles and uh, Aston Villa now being reported to register their interest is something that I think we should all keep an eye on. Uh, so I just said I'd pop back on and talk a small little bit about that, about Morgan Sanson, since it is the news du jour at the moment. See what I did there? Welcoming him already with a bit of French. Um, but as I say, myself and Paddy will be back later on this week with some more uh, information, maybe some uh, if there is any more information breaks, should I say, and we'll do a little preview of the city game. So, thanks very much to everybody for listening. And all that's left to say is up the villa. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.